And yet by some miracle, I ended up with a personal best, um, which was awesome. But, uh, but I think that was partly because I was having fun. And, I, and I, if you're not smiling during it, then why are you there? This Runs Radio episode 672 starts in three, two. Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, today's episode of the show is brought to you by Be Ready on Race Day. Yes, that is my book uh, that's been out for almost a year now. It's, it seems like, uh, I don't know, on one hand it seems like it's, it hasn't been anywhere near that long. On the other hand, it seems like, God, it's been... Uh, a really long time, but uh, wh- whatever the case, uh, we're, we're closing in on a year since the book was was released. And uh, if you haven't heard about Be Ready on Race Day before, basically uh, what I've tried to do with the book is really detail step by step what you need to do to uh, create the best training plan possible for you. Uh, it's pretty much step by step exactly what I do with the athletes that I work with, the folks that that pay me. To uh, to create their plans and coach them, um, you know, if, if working with a coach, if hiring me or someone else isn't in your budget, but you're fed up with, uh, you know, the Hal Higdon's, the the one size fits all, which they're not just Hal Higdon's. There's a whole host of one size fits all training plans out there. If you're fed up with those and want to learn how to create your own plan, maybe take that one size fits all and tweak it and adjust it and really make it your own. Be ready on race day might be the uh, the perfect book to get as you start to uh, get ready for those spring marathons, half marathons, and shoot any just just training in general. Uh, the, the principles are the same, even if there's no end line, you know, kind of race goal that you're targeting. So if you want to check it out and get some more information, be ready on raceday.com is the website. It's also available, uh, on, on the Amazons, uh, the, the Kindle, the Kindle store or the regular Amazon store. You can get a, a print version, a Kindle version, whatever floats your boat. Uh, but the title is be ready on race day. Check it out. And if you already have gotten a book, if you're one of the many that either pre-ordered it or has picked up a copy, um, over the last, you know, however long it's been, eight, nine months at this point, um, and you haven't left a review yet, would you do that? Would you do that? Uh, would, would you know, obviously the reviews on Amazon certainly help. Um, and if you, uh, if you do that and you check the fine print towards the back of the book, there's a little bonus for you uh, as a way to maybe encourage you to leave a review. I don't know if that's, if that's legal or not, but that's it's what we've got going on. So if, if you uh, do that and send a screenshot of your review, we'll hook you up with a little uh, something, something. So check it out if you haven't done so already. Be ready on raceday.com. And now let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode. Yeah, hold up. Uh, before we dive into today's episode, just want to apologize that uh, I screwed up on this one. Um, didn't realize it until after we had finished recording, but, uh, my microphone had gotten unplugged. Uh, Addison was, was playing in the office, singing, singing to Adele YouTube videos as she usually does. And I went ahead and unplugged the microphone, uh, so that she wouldn't, you know, yank, yank the cord out or rip, rip something off the desk because she had the, the microphone attached to the, uh, the cord to the computer. And 
I totally forgot to plug it back in before recording this interview. So even though I was speaking into the microphone the whole entire time, uh, the actual external microphone from the computer was picking up the audio. So I sound terrible. Um, I was going to go back and try to fix it, but that just, it, it was an impossibility. So I apologize for the echo in my voice. Thankfully, uh, today's guest sounds just fine. So, you know, she talks most of the time, so hopefully it won't uh, be too bothersome. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's my bad on this one. And, uh, definitely lesson learned item added to the pre recording checklist. Make sure the damn microphone is plugged in. So, uh, sorry for the echo on my audio today. Uh, but thanks for bearing with me and now go ahead and uh, enjoy today's episode of the show. Hey guys, my uh, guest today is a runner and a blogger that uh, actually reached out to me a, a little while ago about the possibility of doing a, a guest post for my website. And after looking at her blog and website and kind of hearing a little bit more about her story from what she had shared on her site, um, I pretty much knew that uh, having her on the show would be way better than uh, a guest post because uh, this way everybody would get to, to hear it since that's what y'all do is, is, is hear things when it comes to me instead of reading the website for the most part. So here we are. Uh, obviously, we'll get into plenty of her highlights along the way and she's got some some doozies uh, which uh, I, I'm definitely excited to hear more about. Uh, but first, we've got to introduce her, right? So uh, without any further ado, it's a pleasure to be able to welcome Miss Nicole Sterling to the show. Uh, thanks for joining us today, Nicole. Really uh, appreciate it and, and so looking forward to it. Thank you, Danny. No, I really appreciate you having me here today. Um, as we've discussed, it is something new for me, but I appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. And guys, if you want to check out more about what Nicole is uh, has got going on and, and uh, you know continue, continuing on into the new year, what she's got planned for, for the next year, uh, check out 366daysofrunning.com is the website. On the Facebook, you can find her at 366daysofrunning. On Twitter, at 366daysrunning. So scrapping the, the of in the middle there. Uh, save a couple characters on Twitter, which is always a good idea. Um, and if you're not following all of the, the 366s and the days and the running and all of that good stuff, uh, disruns.com slash 671 is the link that will take you right to the show notes. And we will have everything linked up there so you can connect with Nicole and find out what uh, what she's got planned for, for into this new year and and, uh, and beyond. And, and obviously, again, staying up to date and, and, and reaching out to her and letting her know uh, that, you, that you enjoyed our conversation today. So, uh, Nicole, the, the way we always start off each episode of the show is with the, the, the one the one constant, uh, the, the simple opening question, which uh, I say simple because it's simple for me to for me to ask. Uh, sometimes it's simple for the, the folks on the other end to, to answer. Sometimes it's a little bit uh, a little bit more tricky, but it's just a great way to start the conversation. And that is just to simply ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Oh, marathon. <laughs> oh, I love the full marathon, the 42.2 kilometers it makes me a complete nutcase, I'm aware. <laughs> um, and particularly because I know I can only do so many of them every year, but I love it because it's a challenge every single time. Um, I know it helps me work out where my limits are and it helps ensure that I train consistently so I am getting better and better every time. Um, I, it took a while to learn about training consistently, uh, about eight marathons and I'm up to number 12 <laughs> now. Um, but I got there eventually. I now know it's really, really important. Um, but it's, it's such a challenge every single time, no matter which course I'm on, my brain, just something about it has to be in the right mental space. I have to have trained properly and it's, it's, it just pushes my limits, which I love, love it. I don't get that feeling from any other distance. Yeah, that's I, I, I feel like I'm, I'm right there with you, especially with that, that learning to, to uh, train consistently piece where, um, you know, it, it's funny because at least for me, like you, you think 
we all should, you know, figure this out after the first or second time that like, yeah, you know, the better, the better trained we are, the, the easier it gets. But it definitely took me, I don't know what, six, seven, eight, nine marathons too, to kind of realize that, you know, you don't want to start from square one every time you're getting ready for a marathon. So keep training consistently makes, makes the process not easy, but certainly a little bit easier uh, along the way. It does definitely. I mean, the first one I trained for, I used to take the dogs running with me and one of them's a great runner and the other one is a beagle that just follows its <laughs> nose everywhere. Mm-hmm. So, and she is not good to train with. She stops, starts, and I was using it as excuses to have breaks, which right. is bad for when it comes to race day. Um, and I kind of, I think I train with them again for at least another two or three marathons. And I sort of, you know, let slide with the dogs and focused more on me, but I was busy with work. And so I'd sort of prioritize work. And even my massage therapist said to me, she's like, I could tell when you weren't training properly because your calves are rock hard. Mm. I know that you're going out there doing, you know, a long run on the weekend and maybe one in the week, but you're not out there six days or five days of the week. Um, so kind of got busted by her basically (laughs) Um, a few times which I didn't even realize like I didn't pick up on it she did Um, and then it wasn't until the well not the latest one the one before that number 11 um, where I got really really lucky um, in some sense my my job was made redundant which isn't normally considered lucky but it is when you want to train properly for a marathon because I had zero excuses for getting out there Um, I had there was no reason to not run every single day. Um, and that's when I realized how important it was because I actually got a PB for that mm. particular race. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I got there eventually, just slow learner <laughs> apparently. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, 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 you know, I mean, slow learner, but also, like you said, I mean, when, when you have life going on and, and jobs and, and work and, and you know, we, all have, we all have our things beyond the running that we have to take care of, um, and sometimes, you know, like you said, not, uh, not having a job anymore, isn't necessarily the greatest thing, but like you said, it definitely gives you nothing, you know, no excuses to not focus on as much running as possible. So, uh, maybe that's, you know, kind of the serendipitous moment of, of realizing that, Hey, we gotta, if you want to continue to improve, you know, we want to continue to, to get, get faster, run farther, stay healthier, all those types of things. That consistency piece is, uh, is a bit important. And so, you know, better to figure it out now than to, to have to wait another 10 or 20 or 30 races down the road before you figure it out, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. I, I know now what I need to do and that's be really organized about my schedule, be really organized about my races um, and have it all. And I've done it. I've set my goals for 2019. I've set out my schedule at least until August um, because now I know every single day mm. where I need to be and what I need to be doing and making sure that I actually am factoring that in between work now um, and life. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, that's that's. Uh, I'm, I'm boy. If you got everything planned out from now till August, you are uh, about eight and a half Very. months or seven and a half months farther ahead than I am. That's that is for sure. So that's that's uh, that's pretty impressive. But um, taking a little trip back in in, in time here, Nicole, um, how'd you get started in, in running? Uh, was it, I, I know from from looking at the website, or at least uh, I, I'm pretty sure I remember that uh, it wasn't something that you you weren't uh, the kid that has never stopped running since the day you were born or something like that. But how did you get? How did you get started in our sport? I was that horrific child whose dad would take her to little athletics and bribe her with ice cream in order to participate in any of the races at the end of the day. Um, I I feel pretty bad for dad now, to be honest. Um, But I, it wasn't until I basically went through university, started my first job, was bored out of my brain in that job and was eating like crazy and put on 10 kilos Mm. 
I moved jobs into one that I had less time to eat, which was good, um, but it also included a gym membership. And so I started walking, which was awesome, and did a couple of races, but just walking for the races. Um, and eventually I got to one year where I just went, you know what, I, I want to run it next year. I really want to run the whole 10K, see how I do, um, signed up, got my little you know corral assigned to me. I ran the whole thing. I had a little moment at the 8K mark where I was struggling up a hill, got over the hill, finished the whole 10Ks, felt like I'd been riding a horse for hours <laughs> on end. And so I clearly hadn't trained enough, but at least I'd gotten it done. And that was what triggered the whole running experience. Um, and from there, it's been you know, various distances, half marathons, park run. I love park run. Mm. Um, and then, and then I got to a point where I was still being really dodgy about my training and that's where 366 days of running actually came in. So I ended up setting myself a little goal that for the entire 2012 leap year, I would actually run at least three kilometers every day. If I needed a rest day, I would make it a six kilometer walk instead. Mm. And eventually six kilometer walks take way too long. So <laughs> I would start out walking. I'd be like, oh my gosh, let's just get this done mm -hmm. and end up making a 3K run in the end. Um, and so that was awesome for me. That's where I kind of got my consistency and my scheduling worked out and kind of realized that it's so important right. to run properly or end up injured. Um, because I had, I had injured myself prior to starting that challenge by leaving all my training for a half marathon till about two weeks before it started mm. and ended up with shin splints um, and got to watch watch all my runners and my partner at the time leave without me, which was devastating, um, and then watch them cross come across the finish line at the end and, again, devastating. Mm -hmm. So it was – it's – sorry, I made a really long story. No, but that's how no, I got that's... started. That's that's fantastic, and, it, and and the longer stories are always better anyway because it gives me more uh, ideas of, of other other avenues and other questions to ask. So, um, so you get started in in, in running, and in, in probably like at least a few people can can relate to kind of dabbling in it a little bit and trying some different races, maybe making a few mistakes, learning some things along the way. Um, but but I, I'm curious before we get too far deep into the the 366 days of running, um, I, I I'm just curious where was like. How how much were you running before that point? Like like was that a uh, you know it, to me that had to have been a, a like a wow like that's that's a huge goal an ambitious thing run every day for a year and not only for a year for a leap year so you got an extra day in there than, than uh, the typical year. Um, I mean, how big of a stretch was that? And 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 was it something that you you wrestled with for a, a long time as far as like I don't know should I do this is this too much or did you jump right into it like like how did that idea come to you and, 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 and blossom into something that you actually made happen? So it well it came, I don't even remember how it came apart about actually. I think it was just me literally going, I can't keep being injured like this. And I know I'm being, I'm injuring myself by being slack about what I'm running and when I'm running and how far and often, cause I was all over the shop with it. Like sometimes it'd be a walk run. It'd be five Ks. It'd be 10. I'd try to do a half marathon um, or I did complete a half marathon at Port Douglas, um, northern Queensland of Australia. And just, it was a run walk. It was hilly. It had a beach in part of it. It was, I was so ill-prepared for that race. Um, and that was partly what triggered me going, you know what? I've been running, dabbling with running for about two years. We need to take this seriously. Um, and I set the goal. 
I'm a decision maker. So as soon as I said, I was like, right, we're going to make this happen. We'll tell the whole world. <laughs> um, I had a few people tell me that I was crazy and couldn't possibly make it work. Um, and there were, I will say there were three occasions where it was a little bit questionable as to whether I would get it done or not. Um, one, I drove 12 hours from Sydney to the Gold Coast to participate in the Gold Coast Half Marathon. And when I got in, it was 11.30 at night and I went out for a 20-minute 3K run. Mm -hmm. um, I had trips from Australia to New Zealand that would leave, the, the plane would leave at about 6 a.m. in the morning, which means you've got to be at the airport by 4. It's an hour for me to get there. So I was up running around the streets of my house um, <laughs> at 2 a.m. in the morning. Right. Uh, and then, I, then at the end of the year, I, I even had a doctor tell me that I would need surgery in November, and I was in tears. I, I, I just was at that point where I was like, but you're telling me I can't complete my goal. This is not, this is not doable. This is, this is, you're wrong. You're wrong, basically. <laughs> um, and even like I had mum sitting on one side, the doctor on the other side of the table, and they're both looking at me like I'm completely crazy that I'm arguing about surgery. Um, but I actually still completed the goal because I, I fortunately, I had the surgery, I got released the next day or the same day, and then I dragged my mum around the neighbourhood for a 6K walk that was the slowest walk you could possibly imagine. Um, and she, re she refused to let me go by myself and I had to go in the afternoon as late as possible, so I'd rested as much as possible. Um, but I got it done and then the next day went for a run. And the doctor was amazed because wow. she couldn't believe that you know, I'd a, gone home the same day and B, bounced back so quickly. And she put it down to the fact that I had been running every single day. So mm -hmm. my body just was used to having to recover quickly um, and on a daily basis. So that was a, pro, a big plus um, of already having that consistency in place. But, um, yeah, it's, it was an interesting goal. I, I didn't ever doubt that I wouldn't get it done. I just, every day, like 24 hours beforehand, you're out on one particular run and I'm already planning in my head what the next day will look like and where it was going to fit into the schedule. That that was the main thing for me was to make sure I had a plan for, right, am I getting up first thing in the morning or is this going to be a 7 p.m. at night or 11.30 p.m. at night run? Where where do I fit it in? Um, I got there eventually. Yeah, well, yeah, 366 days later, you, you got there. Um, and, and like I said, I mean, it's, 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 uh, it's pretty much mind blowing to me because I've, I've tried little, uh, streaks along the way of, of I'll run every day for a month or, or whatever, something like that. And man, it's, 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 I don't know if maybe it's, maybe it's a men probably it's a mental thing as much as anything else where it just, it doesn't, um, it almost starts to feel like a job to me, like something like I, I, I have to, you know, I have to go get my myelin today. I have to go get my, my whatever, um, even though today would normally be a rest day, but you know, I'm doing this stupid streak. I have to go do this mile. Did, did you ever have any, any issues with that or feelings like that? Or, or was it something that you really did look forward to, to each day getting out there for those, you know, that, that 3k or that 6k walk? I mean, was it, was it, was it mostly enjoyable or was it a, a struggle at times? Um, occasionally like when you're tired, it's a struggle, mm -hmm. but I felt so much better for having gotten it done. And to be honest, even I did the 366 days and then I did 367. Mm. And and when I got to 368, I then I did take a rest day and I felt so guilty uh. because I was so used to running every single day. And it's not just the guilt, but it's actually missing that feeling of achievement mm -hmm. because I hadn't gone for a run as normal. Um, and so that's the one thing I think I love the most when I'm out running. I, I get 
you get the occasional runner's high and you're out and I love being out on the trails and the fresh air and the birds and gum trees and everything. But for me, it's that feeling once I'm done to go, you know, big tick in the box. How awesome am I? I've just managed to get this distance completed and it's, and it's, and particularly when it's, you know, not even 5am or 6am in the morning yet to go, woohoo, look what I've done at the start of the day and everyone else is still asleep in bed. Right, right. Um, so what, what is, run, you know, th- this was uh, back in 2012 that, that you set this this 366-day goal um, and, and achieved it. What does running look like since then? I mean, you know, like you said, you, you ran 367 and eventually took a, took a day off. Um, I mean, are, are you still running most days of the week or, or what, what does your running routine look like now? I am. So I tend to take Mondays as a rest day um, when I'm training for marathons, Sundays usually is my long run day, so I like to have Monday off to go to the swimming pool mm-hmm. um, and just kind of use it as a bit of a recovery session. But the rest of the week, I do Wednesdays are always half of whatever Sunday's long run is. There's usually hills and sprint training built in. There's core workouts as well um, on top of the running. But um, Mondays tend to be the only day I take off. There's the occasional exception if I have you know a crazy work meeting mm-hmm. at a weird time, um, but I try my hardest not to miss running it just gets me in the right headspace for the day ahead is what i find takes a little edge off of the craziness mm-hmm. um and puts me in a happier mood i'm much more positive i've had my fresh air my sunshine and i and i'm in the right headspace to address whatever's going to happen for the day that's where that's where i find i'm in my best space gotcha gotcha yeah you you're uh, definitely speaking to the choir there i think there's a lot of folks uh, myself included that uh definitely um, you know, whether, whether, even if we're not necessarily run streaking or doing some type of, of something like that, that idea of just getting, getting started with a run, uh, is about the best, the best way to set, uh, set the day up for success. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Um, since, since then, so in the, in the years since then, uh, I know that you've set out a couple of other big goals. There's a couple of, of run that run the year challenges that you've done along the way. Um, and, and some things like that. Um, I don't know that I have a better question other than, um, you know, when you get to the start of the year and you're setting, setting these big goals, obviously you're, you're a planner, uh, that, that, that part has come through uh, a few times in the conversation so far, but you know, I guess, I, I guess what I'm trying to ask with some of, with some of the, so let's just stick with some of the mileage goals. So, so there is, you know, 2018, the plan was to run 20, you know, 2018 miles. I think you did that in 2015 and 16 as well. There are a couple times along the way, uh, set, setting those, those big goals and chasing them down. Um, you know, how, how do you, how do you, when you, when you're starting a, a, a new year and obviously we're, as we're recording this, we're a few days before the start of 2019, as people listen to this, we're a few days into 2019. Um, you know, so, so there's still that, that time of year, that, that new year's big goals for the year, things like that. Um, how have you set yourself up in the past to be successful in, in these big goals for the year? Because I know a lot of us, we set these big goals in, in January. I mean, it's the new year's resolution thing, right? Where you set, you set your goal and by you know, if you're still on track by the end of January, that's like a huge success. And, and most, you know, for whatever the percentage is, huge percentage, most people don't even make it that long. So how have you been able to do this year after year? Uh, maybe give some, some tips for, for folks that whatever their running goals are for, for 2019 to help stay on track and really, you know, chunk it down, I guess, maybe day by day or whatever you got to do to be successful by the end of the year. How, how has that worked for you in the past? So I tend to start, I, I don't even look at it from a 2019 perspective. I look at it from a what would I love to do for my whole running life? Um, if I only get to run for the next 20 years or if I'm lucky enough to run for the next 50 years, what are the things that I 
really want to run and achieve in that time. Um, and then I start narrowing it down from there to the things that I'm like, I passionately, desperately want to do this. Um, so for 2019, for example, um, well, in 2018, I was on holiday in Scotland. Uh, my 10th marathon was actually, so my surname's Sterling. My 10th marathon was in Sterling in Scotland. And so for me, my namesake marathon was just one of those goals that I was like, I want this. I want this for number 10. I want this so badly. Um, and then I went a little bit crazy and I was only in Scotland for five weeks, but I added an extra marathon in Edinburgh <laughs> at the end of the trip. And then I added some trail running in the middle, which was five days through the Highlands with the running the Highlands tour group. And that was amazing. The, the, it competed with the Sterling marathon in terms of goals. Um, but so that kind of then triggered off some of the things I really wanted to do in, you know, in the next 20 years or so and narrowing it down for 2019, I've then gone, right, I, I really want to run trails through Slovenia and Croatia. So I've put that on my list for May this year. Um, and I desperately want to run. I've seen photos. I've looked, I've signed up for this, um, the running tour that's going to happen. And it just made me fall in love with that particular tour and trail. Um, and so from that, I then started doing a little bit of research and I then fell in love with the marathon that's on the week before the trails start, <laughs> which is in Italy. That's my problem is I, I can't stop myself from, from just the, it's the places and the people that make these experiences so awesome for me. Um, and so when I come across something, I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to do this. This is, I have to love it in order to make the goal happen. Um, so the other one that comes up all the time which is becoming, I will say it's a bit more of a struggle now because I know the course so well, but the Gold Coast Marathon, I really want to be part of the Gold Coast Legends 10 Marathons Club. And um, so I've run it six times now. By the time you get to six time, I know that course inside and out. Right. Um, so for me to then achieve that, I actually ring my dad when I'm on the course. So I was six Ks in. In 2018, I was six kilometers in. I ring Dad. He's like, oh, it's a bit early to be ringing me. What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm like, I just need a chat. Like I, you know, and, and the weird thing is because I'm not, I'm talking to him through the headphones. Everyone else is looking at me like I'm this crazy mm -hmm. person who's already talking to herself six Ks into the marathon. Um, but that helps a lot. Like he's like my phone a friend. Right. Um, he gives me a nice little pep talk. Occasionally mum answers and I'm like, oh no, you're, you're not the runner in the family. I, I need to talk to dad. He gets this. He's got the good advice. Um, so that's a big, I think, I think most people don't, it doesn't even occur to them to phone someone in the middle of a race. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other part of it, I went into Sterling Marathon saying to myself, you know what, I'm just going to have fun with this. Um, I, I I felt like I'd run really well. I'd trained really consistently in the lead up to it, but I didn't know how I'd perform in Scotland in the colder weather. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I didn't know the course particularly well. I never, I'm really lazy about that. I never look at the <laughs> course map and the elevation. I, I like it to be a surprise. Um, but I went into that going, I'm going to have fun. And do you know what? I was messaging my parents who weirdly weren't even keeping track of where I was. They were too busy keeping track of the Outlander star who was running it with me. Mm -hmm. um, and they were, so they were messaging me back and then I'm taking photos of the scenery. I'm taking photos with the mascots. And yet by some miracle, I ended up with a personal best, um, which was awesome. But, mm -hmm. uh, but I think that was partly because I was having fun. And I, and I, if you're not smiling during it, then why are you there? Mm -hmm. Is kind of how I look at it. Um, 
it's it's got to be fun for me to go out and do it. Yeah, I, I totally agree. That's uh, it's it's one of those things where I think sometimes just by by taking the pressure off and and relaxing and, and uh, you know exactly like you said, having fun. Uh, boy, it just allows your body to just go instead of when you're when you're tensed up and you you have to hit your splits and you have to be at at this pace and and sometimes that just you know it's almost counterproductive and it seems it seems a little bit ridiculous sometimes to think just relax and don't worry about things and and it's going to turn out better but um, I know I've I've had that situation a few times and I've had some of the the athletes that I work with where they've done the same thing where it's like you know I'm just going to run this race for fun either like leave the watch at home or you know turn it so it's just showing the, just the time and it's not showing any pace or anything like that and then yeah same thing they go out and set set new PRs PBs um, out of out of nowhere basically so maybe maybe something to that to, to just kind of keep it fun smile and, and enjoy the process and uh you know that might that might almost prove better than trying to to uh nail every split along the way and take it a little bit too seriously sometimes that's what i figure i mean i'm i'm never going to win one so <laughs> i figure i may as well go out there and have fun at it right right certainly so you, you mentioned one thing in there that, uh, that that caught my ear uh that while you were in in scotland you also did some some trail running is, is trail running something that you do a lot of in in australia or was that kind of a new experience for you New experience. So I hadn't done any trail running. Um, so in 2017, I ran the Madoc Wine Marathon. And while I was there, someone mentioned the trails in Scotland to me. And so I kind of figured, well, I better go out and run some trails in Australia, which is completely different type of trail to Scotland. Mm. Um, Australia doesn't get as much rain to start with. So they're not damp. They're not moldy. Mm-hmm. Um, they're very dry. Um, but it was still a good experience. It was nice to be out on the trails. I signed up to a couple of trail races, which basically told me how incredibly slow I am on hills and trails. <laughs> um, so, so I'm building in a lot more hills in this next year program. Um, but I just, I didn't realize how much fun it is to be off road and mm. to be out on quiet paths and enjoying, you know, I've, I've, I run past koalas and kangaroos which is not the norm. They don't hop down the street, but it's beautiful to see them out and about while you're running just around the local um, lake. I just love it. Um, so I, I did, I started doing a little bit of those before I went and did the trails in Scotland. Um, Scotland, like I said, was a world apart, completely different. And I'm kind of expecting the same change with Slovenia and Croatia again. It's to be another totally different world. Um, but there's something about it that just, it's a completely different headspace to be in running trails compared to the road. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like a road is a proper race, whereas the trails is just out is, is another fun experience for me. Um, I, yeah, I can't, it's, I don't know that I can explain it. It's, mm-hmm. I just have so much fun on both. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I, I agree too, that it's, they are, they're, they're both great. They're both a lot of fun and they're, they're, they're definitely a difference between, between the two. Um, do you, I don't know if, if this is probably not going to be the greatest question, but I'll ask it anyway. We'll see what happens. Um, do you do you have a, a preference for one or the other at the boat at, at the moment, or um, maybe don't have enough trail experience yet to, to really make a firm declaration that one is is preferred over the other, or maybe um, I, I don't know. I'll just I'll just leave it uh, instead of trying to give you give you other answers. I'll just let you let you answer. Do you have a preference between the two at this point? I think I'm still more of a road runner at heart. I will say that, um, but 
I think there's definitely more trails to be run in my future. Um, I'd love to get out to New Zealand. I know there's some beautiful trails out in the US. Um, so there's, I just, for me, it's more about the experience. Um, it's partly to go out and explore by myself, but then it's also the people that I get to meet on these running tours who are amazing. Um, and, and it's just a different mentality to being at a road, at a road race. Um, I have chatted to people at road races, but running trails, it's far more conversational. Um, so I haven't, I don't know, I haven't quite made the switch over yet. Um, maybe one day it'll happen. I don't know. Uh, At the moment, I'm definitely still more on the road side. I will say that. Well, and the the beauty of, of running and like you said earlier, you know, having that goal of running for 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, uh, still be running is that, you know, you, you never nailed down to one or the other. You can, you can always dabble in both. You can be a road runner now and, and, you know, switch to be a predominantly trail runner later. Um, and then you can switch back if you want. Like that's, that's one of the, the beauties of our sport is that, you know, we, we have nothing but options as far as distances, terrains, the, the whole nine yards. So, you know, if you be a little bit more of a road runner still right now. Great. You know, and, and if, you, if the trails call your name down the road, then, you know, get off the roads and onto the trails. If that's what, uh, if that's what the future holds for you. I would say so. I mean, I definitely like I'm building up my trails at the moment just because of next year's plans, mm-hmm. but it might become more permanent. We'll see. Um, the other worry, I'm in Australia. There are also snakes out right. there. So right. it's not the greatest season to be running trails right now. Mm-hmm. I have to pick my moments. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, certainly um, one of those extra extra hazards that has to be uh, taken into consideration when you're picking where, you, where you're going to run and, and things of that nature. So speaking of, of where you're going to run, um, you, you've, you've mentioned – a few different places uh, around the globe that you've been able to, to run races and, and obviously some goals of running, uh, you know, for, for what's coming this year, going to, um, you know, Italy and, and uh, uh, Slovenia uh, and, and all, all these different places that, that you've got planned to run. Um, how much of, of, uh, of your running, of your travel plans are based around running and how much is it the other way around where you're going to be in this place for, you know, you want to go visit, you know, Scotland or you want to go visit wherever and so you find races to run. I mean, is, is it, are those things, are, are, they, are they separate in, in, your, uh, in, in your way of looking at, you know, I'm going to find a race in, in XYZ part of the world, so I'm going to travel there? Or, or you know, how, how, do, how do you, I guess, how do your, your travel plans and racing plans come together outside of, of running in Australia and, and going, you know, extending to other parts of the world? think most of my holidays end up being planned because of a race. Mm. Um, I like the runcation. Mm-hmm. So I, so with the one that's coming up, it was, it started out as being about the Slovenia and Croatia trails. And then I realized that I was being picked up in Venice and Italy. So what else was around right. was kind of my next little, you know, and, and that's when I started looking at the marathons and trying to find one that would be on like within close proximity of where I need to be within that week. Um, but also one that would, you know, appeal to me. And that's when I fell in love with the Elba Island Marathon. Mm. That just looks absolutely stunning. Um, but, yeah, I there are a lot of my holidays that have been around races. Um, when, I, when I first started with marathons in Paris um, in 2013, that was because I wanted to run my first marathon before I turned 30, which was five days after it. Um, my partner at the time was living in Barcelona and so it was easy just to kind of bundle him up and take him into Paris as well. And then it's Paris. I love Paris. I've been, I've been a few times. So I was just like, it's going to be amazing. I'm going to run past all these, you know, sites, 
going to be beautiful. Um, so that kind of, I think, set the tone for now creating holidays that tend to be around bases. Even within Australia, like earlier this year, I flew from Brisbane back to Sydney where I used to live just so I could run the 14 kilometres city to surf race. Mm. Um, because it's, it's I, like, I love that race. It's the atmosphere and the people, but I, I, I don't know. I just love being out and exploring somewhere new um, and it tends to end up on running while I'm running. Um, Dad has a go at me, I will say that. He, he's a used to be a sub three-hour marathoner. Oh, wow. So he knows what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. But uh, he is perhaps slightly right in telling me that I try and put too many kilometres into these races. I mean, it is a little bit crazy to run two marathons and 136 kilometres of trails within four weeks. Um, <laughs> it's just, just a little bit crazy, but I'm, I'm there. And I kind of look and go, you know what? I don't know when I'm going to get back to Scotland. Mm-hmm. So let's just do this and make right. it amazing. Um, and, and I, and that wasn't all I jammed into that trip. There were a few park runs and a few other running tours and I can't help myself. It's just the best way to explore somewhere new. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get any arguments from me on that. That's, uh, you know, been a goal of mine for a while is to run a, a marathon in every state here in the in the U.S. So, and basically for for that excuse to, to travel, to go to places that maybe I wouldn't wouldn't uh, otherwise go because I don't have family there, I don't have friends there, things like that. But, hey, if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And so, uh, and, and then when I talk to, to folks like you that are, are doing that beyond just their, their country, but, you know, exploring the world that way, it's like, gosh, well, all right, you know. Maybe, maybe one of these days, uh, you know, I, I need to make a trip to, you know, wherever, to, to Europe, to, to Australia, to, to wherever, um, and knock out two or three or five races uh, along the way and, and get some miles and, and sightsee and, and all those types of things. Um, and, 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 you know, again, I mean, a lot of us, I think that, that listen, enjoy the, the racecation uh, when, it, when we're able to do it. Um, any, uh, you know, pretty, you know, not going to go too deep onto this one, but just any, Travel tips for, for when people are, are traveling to, to run a race. Uh, maybe they haven't done that before, but they've got that on the calendar for 2019. Um, any any little tips of, of advice you've learned along the way in, in some of your travels and, and runcations that you've taken? Always carry your race gear on the plane with you. I don't trust baggage handlers. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never had a problem with my baggage. It's never gone missing. But I can't run in a new pair of shoes, not right. not 42 kilometers. I don't want those blisters. Um, so that that's my biggest piece of advice. Um, otherwise, you just try and arrive at least a day early so you've got time in case there's an emergency. Um, some of the races overseas are really interesting because, like France, for example, you've got to have a medical certificate when you pick up your race bib. Oh, so wow. you do need to be really – all yeah, that, that's not an Australian thing. So that was something new for me was to turn up and go, well, here's my passport and here's my medical certificate um, and to make sure I actually had that organized in advance. Um, so they're, they're just being really planned out about it um, because you're in a foreign country. You may not speak the language. The last thing you want to be doing is trying to run around and work out where you buy your, your running gels from or how do I find, you know, I forgot socks or whatever it might be. Um, but th- that's probably my only tip. Otherwise, it's, it's the same as any other race day. Right. You know, you turn up early, you enjoy the atmosphere, you chat to the other runners around you, um, and then you just sort of take in the sights where you can um, and cheer, cheer your fellow runners along as they come racing past, um, headed towards the finish line again. It's, you know, it's, it's all part of the fun of a race. Right, right. Yeah, it's, 
it, yeah, that, that's that makes a whole lot of sense. So you know, definitely, definitely the, the carry on bit is uh, is is important because that that one time, you know, like 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 you, I've never really had any issues with with bags gone gone missing. But that one time that you put your shoes and, and your your kit in the in the, the checked baggage, that's going to be the one time that it goes missing. So uh, always got to be safe and sorry. That is my fear. <laughs> that is always my fear. It's that I rock up at the other end. I can deal with not having any other clothes. Right. But right. I need my race gear. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Totally agree. So uh, shifting gears for for the last little bit of our of our chat uh, today here, Nicole. Um, the the blog. So you know, if if I remember correctly, um, for, from browsing through it a little bit. Uh, you started the, the blog 366daysofrunning.com um, as a way to kind of keep you accountable and, and uh, you know kind of chronicle that that year of running back in 2012. Uh, but it's certainly still going going strong today. So um, you know, a I guess correct me if I'm wrong, but that was that was how the blog started. And and, and how is how is that blog uh, or, or you know, um, I guess I guess. Uh, why, why are you still why are you still blogging? I mean, obviously you must enjoy it a bit, but um, you know, you started that at the same time you started the running, uh, and, and obviously they, they both are continuing today. So what's what's blog life been like for you? I guess it's been awesome. So I started it to to as you said, make myself accountable, basically put it out to the world that this is my goal, this is what I'm working on. Um, I think only my family and friends really cared at that point in time back in 2012 um but I and I you know I sort of dabbled at it for a few more years and then this year I decided you know what let's flip it on its head let's actually spend some time doing research and really knuckling down on some of the questions that I see coming up on so many Facebook groups over and over again um about you know how do you get started and am I meant to you know am I actually a runner am I built to be a runner um, what do I eat before a race? What do I eat after a race? There's just so many questions people have that I decided to, you know, let's make this blog useful um, and actually put some of this research in one location where I can be helpful for people. Um, and so that's where it tends to be more these days. I do still talk a little bit about some of the trail races that I've done and some of the other marathons, but predominantly the articles are now all about how I can be helpful for others um, because I've been doing this oh, eight years now, I guess, running. Um, and I've researched a lot and I've read a lot of running books and I just kind of wanted to be able to put all that info in one spot so that other runners can learn from what I'm learning and, and hopefully not repeat some of the mistakes that I've made in the past <laughs> and train consistently. That's my one little tip. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's not a little tip. That's, that's, that's like the big, <laughs> big tip. That's the big thing. Yeah. yeah it's, it's a consistency is so important. Yes, so that's that's kind of where the blog's at at the minute. Um, uh, we'll see how we go for 2019. I'm still researching topics, still trying to work out what I what I want to cover off. Um, but it will definitely be focused on goal setting in the next couple of months for both myself and helping other people, other runners, um, and, and trying to I guess help others achieve, no matter how small or big their goal is, help them to achieve that goal um, because it is doable as long as you desperately passionately want it and and you love the goal that you've set i think it's easy to achieve yeah yeah certainly that's that's uh the the a big key there is is that you actually want to to reach your goals it's it's easy to put a goal out there because you think it's the right thing to do or you think other people want you know you're gonna it, it's the right answer to the question if you will but yeah, if, if you uh, if you don't really want to do it, it makes boy, it makes it a lot a lot more difficult. So uh, love that, and certainly looking forward to uh, continue to follow along with with the blog and and love that you're you know um, 
nothing against the blogs that are mostly race reports and, and how my training went and things like that. But uh, I love that, that you've kind of shifted the focus a little bit and, and like you said, try to make it a bit more a bit more um, helpful to those, especially those that are, are maybe newer to the sport or still still trying to figure figure things out, avoid making some of those mistakes, sharing your experiences that way. I think that's that's fantastic. Has has have you noticed the uh, the the readership growing with the, with the change in focus, or or have you not do you not look at the stats too much, or, or anything on that that side of things? No, I do look at the stats, and yes, I definitely notice readership growing. Um, so one of my uh, one of the most popular articles is actually the one about um, six tips to becoming a morning runner. Mm. So that 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 just skyrocketed the month that it went out, um, which is about two months ago, and it just continues to trend really well. And I think it is because it's it's a helpful article. Most people struggle to get up in the morning. Um, the alarm goes off, you hit snooze, you're tired, you're not interested. It's just, you know, it's the start of the day, which for the majority of people means you've got to go to work. Um, and so I think that article in particular is really popular because it's so helpful. Um, but then there are some people do tend to take interest in, you know, the trail running and the tours that I've done. But but most of the articles that are popular are, are the ones that are helpful and full of tips, full of running tips. Gotcha. Well, we'll, we'll be sure to, to certainly link to that that article about the six tips to running, you know, getting up and being a, a, a more of a, of a morning runner, something that uh, I've had to learn to do over the years as well. Um, what not, not giving the whole article away, but what would be one of the one of those tips to kind of tease people to make them want to go over and read the other five? What's what's one of the, the best ways that uh, you found to get to become more of a morning runner? So the the popular tip out of the six of them that everyone always comments on is actually when the alarm goes off, count to three, jump out of bed. Mm. Don't go beyond three. Um, I think most people. They, t- uh, they tend to roll over and hit the snooze button or they overthink it and you don't want to overthink it. You don't want to give yourself that opportunity. And typically if you are out of bed, you're not going to go back to bed. Right. So you've just, you've just got to crowbar yourself out. <laughs> and, and apparently the easy way to do that is just to go one, two, three and move. And go. Um, because yeah. cause the, the other struggle is, you know, it's so tempting to check your phone for emails or Facebook or have a little scroll through. And by then you've lost 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. well, I don't have time to run now. I may as well fall over, right. go back to sleep. Um, so the, the one, two, three method seems to work really well um, for others. I, I like to put the phone across on the other side of my room <laughs> so, that, so that it forces me to get up to turn it off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, one, two, three was definitely the most popular tip from, from the other runners I've heard. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and guys, if you want to, like I said, we'll have, we'll have that linked up in the show notes so you can head over to uh, disruns.com slash six, seven, one. We'll have it linked there. Uh, and then obviously you can, you can check out all the other uh, articles on Nicole's website when you get over to uh, to her website, 366daysofrunning.com. So uh, Nicole, as, as we're wrapping up, uh, the way I like to, kind of end these conversations is with kind of a a similar question to like the introductory question. Something that's just fairly simple, fairly open-ended. You can kind of take it and and go whichever direction you want. Uh, We've had people answer, uh, you know, long answers, short answers, uh, lots of things somewhere in the middle. Um, But I'd I'd just be curious, you know, over, over kind of dialing back maybe to, to 2012, to, to the, the day, to the year that you ran every day. Um, What, uh, what, what lessons or, or maybe what is one lesson, because I'm, I'm assuming there's probably a few, but w- what is something that, that you learned from that year, whether it's about yourself, whether it was about running, whether it was about <laughs> consistency, although that's kind of come up several times, um, but, but what's kind of the maybe one of the, the big lessons that you learned from that year of, of literally 
running or getting out there and, and walking, doing something every day um, that, that is still kind of with you and still maybe is something that it's a valuable lesson even even now to, to this day, uh, you know, six years later at this point? So it definitely would – oh, there were two that I had in mind, but I would say it is definitely tied to – how important fresh air and sunshine is to my mental well-being. That was what I learned from that exercise, was that just that 20, 30 minutes, whatever length of time it was, um, set me up for a really positive day ahead. Um, I was in a much happier space. And part of it, it's, I, I do say it's the sunshine and fresh air. The other part of it, though, is that when I go out running, I tend to pass a lot of other people who are up early as well. And it's just the nod and the smile and the little word of encouragement from them that was immensely helpful to me. And that is what I think I miss the most is if I don't go first thing in the morning, I, I feel like I've cheated myself, that, I, that I've missed this little gem of a moment every day where I can enjoy either the sunrise or the, the sun being up, the fresh air, someone's smile or a nod of you know acknowledgement. Um, just how important that was to get my day going, that's what I learned. And, and that's something that I've kept with me for, what, the last six or seven years now. Mm-hmm. Love it. And uh, great, to, as per usual, great way to, to wrap up the conversation. A little sunshine, a little fresh air. It's good, uh, it's good for the human, the human spirit, human soul, human body, all, all, all aspects of our lives. So, uh, guys, definitely uh, check out Nicole's website, what she's got going on. Follow her on social media. 366daysofrunning.com on Facebook at 366daysofrunning and on Twitter at 366daysrunning. Uh, and once again, disruns.com slash 671. We'll have all, all the contact information linked up. We'll have links to the article uh, that we talked about the, the morning, uh, six tips to get up in the morning uh, and get out the door for your runs uh, and anything else that uh, we talked about that makes sense. Ellen will have it all linked up like she always does. Check out, check out her handiwork, disruns.com slash 671. Uh, Nicole, thank you for, uh, for taking the time today. Um, and, uh, you know, both, uh, coloring outside the lines a little bit, as far as I'm up a little bit early, you're up a little bit late to make this work across, uh, across the other side of the world. But, uh, thanks for, for making the time. Uh, and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward. Looking forward to staying in touch. And, uh, if you're ever in, uh, in the U S you know, if you, if your travels, racecations ever bring you, bring you to this part of the world, um, let me know. And hopefully maybe we can grab a couple miles, uh, actually in person along the way, but, uh, certainly wish you nothing but the best. And, and again, thanks for the time today. I would love that, and thank you so much for having me. Have a good day. All right, guys. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Thanks for uh, putting up with uh, the Diz Runs echo chamber. And obviously, i am got the microphone plugged in for, the, for this part of the, uh, of the, of the recording, right? Um, lesson learned. Lesson learned for sure. But uh, as per usual, you know, when we get to this point of, of each episode, I'd love to know what stood out to you. What was your takeaway from the episode? What was something that we talked about today that, uh, that stands out to you, that registered with you, that, that struck a nerve, struck a chord? Um, what, what was it from today's conversation that uh, is your takeaway from from listening to uh, to this episode, for me it, it really comes down to uh, something that kind of was a was a regular theme throughout the conversation, and, and I mean shoot, just from from Nicole's running journey and, and the blog and the whole you know three six six running three hundred and sixty six days in a row is just the, the importance of consistency. Um, now I'm, I'm not uh, you know I, I've I've said before that streaking is not for me. Doing a, an everyday run is not. Uh, doesn't work for me. Maybe it would work now. I don't know. Maybe because I'm in, uh, got you know a better base and uh, I'm a little bit more intelligent about my running. I wouldn't be pushing the pace all the time, but would be running easy. I don't know. Maybe it would be something that would work. But I really enjoy 
my rest days. That said, it's still all about consistency for me. It's, it's the same, basically the same schedule uh, that I have for myself every, every week. Once in a while, I'll mix things up a little bit, maybe go a little bit longer, especially on, for my long runs, play with the distance there, you know, in, add in a little bit of speed work once in a while, hit it hard. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I mean, most of my schedule is pretty darn consistent. You know, it's, it's three to six miles, you know, underneath my, my heart rate maximum. So I'm, I'm keeping things in that, in that, easy aerobic zone. Most of the time, long runs, you know, 15 ish miles on the weekend, keeping it in that aerobic zone. Every once in a while, I'll push it out a little bit longer. Uh, every once in a while I'll do a fast finish or do something that, that have to work a little bit harder for. But for me, it's all about consistency. It's all about knowing that, you know, on Wednesday, I'm not going to run. It's going to be an off day. I'm going to get on the bike, going to do a good bike workout, maybe do some yoga. Uh, Sunday, going to really be a, a day of rest and maybe a little bit of recovery work with some foam rolling, stretching, things like that. The other days of the week, I'm going to run. I know what I'm doing. And it just, it just repeats. It's one less thing I have to think about. It's one less thing that I need to try to decide what, what am I going to do today? What's the workout going to be? It's just, I know, I know it. I'm consistent with it. And the proof has been in the pudding for me in the last year plus, uh, the, the progress that I've, I've made is definitely noticeable. Um, definitely, you know, looking from, from one year ago to today, um, leaps and bounds, especially with the heart rate training, being consistent there. Um, and, and ultimately I think that that's, that that's the name of the game. Now you don't need to be rigid, consistent, you know, there, there, you need to have a little bit of room for, for life, a little bit of leeway, a little bit of room to listen to your body and to adjust as, as needed, but consistent training in our sport is, is key, you know, and shoot, you can expand that out to just about anything consistency in, um, in all areas of life and, in, in uh, you know, wealth accumulation and savings, you know, if you can just retirement savings, uh, debt reduction, just chip away, consistently chipping away, consistently adding, adding money to the savings account, consistently chipping away at, at any debt that you might have consistently, um, trying to, you know, improve, um, education, to, to learning something new, to, to developing a new skill, to, to whatever it is. It's all about, in, in my opinion, maybe not all, but 90% of the battle is just showing up, showing up every day uh, when you're supposed to, doing a little bit of something to move the ball forward, whether it's running, whether it's life, whether it's everything in between. It's all about consistency. And, and Nicole modeled that. And, and we talked about it multiple times about how important it is to just be consistent with her, with, for her, for her training. Uh, and for, for me, it's the same thing. And I'm assuming it's probably the case for you as well. But anyway, that was, that was my takeaway. What about you? What stood out to you? Uh, let me know, shoot me a tweet, shoot me an Instagram message at Dizruns on both places. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course you can head over to the show notes for today's episode, which you can find at Dizruns.com slash six, seven, two. I'm pretty sure I said six, seven, one in uh, the recording but it's actually 672. Uh, but com slash 672 will take you right to the show notes for today's episode. Leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, takeaways there. And uh, certainly you can connect with, with Nicole from the show notes as well if you haven't done so already. So with that, we'll go ahead and uh, put a bow on this thing. Uh, once again, BeReadyOnRaceDay.com is the website. Be Ready on Race Day is the title of the book. If you want to find it on Amazon, Kindle, whatever, uh, check it out. And if you've already gotten a book and you haven't left a review yet, do it, please. Certainly appreciate it. It certainly helps more people find the book, more people hopefully get away from those silly one-size-fits-all plans and start to recognize that uh, we aren't one-size-fits-all runners, so we, we need to have plans that are created for us. And it's not that hard. You can do it yourself if you if you want to um, without a whole lot of extra work. Of course, it can be done for you. And if you want me to, want to have that conversation, I'm happy to talk with you about it. But be ready on racedaycom 
is the website for the book. Check it out. Leave a review. Let me know what you think. If you've had a chance to read it, always love to hear uh, how it's helped you. Hopefully it's helped you uh, as you continue on your running journey of being consistent and moving moving towards those goals day after day. So with that, we'll go ahead and put a bow on this thing. Thank you guys for listening once again. Certainly appreciate it. Um, and I uh, hope you have a great rest of your day. And uh, until next time, please do well. Take good care. And we'll talk soon. See you guys.